Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Cherry's World. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Fever Magazine, a sexy yet sophisticated lifestyle magazine for the modern man and woman. Fever Magazine is available on newsstands nationwide and Amazon Kindle. Subscribe now for VIP access and rewards at fevermagazine.com. Welcome to Cherry's World. Ladies and gentlemen. We have, my homegirl is in the house, y'all. She is Hollywood royalty. You know her from Hank, the Coop, or The Rock. For real, girl, you like generations in. Uh, she was on the secret world of Alex and Mac, which the homegirl just reminded me of the other day. The Parenthood, Kenan and Cal, Moesha. She was um, house party. She's got new stuff coming out. She is an interior decorator. I can't say enough about this woman, and I love her, and I know who she is, so let me just bring her on. Her name is Miss Alexis Fields. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. Hello, hello, sister. Hi, baby. Alexis Courtney is in the house. How you doing? How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Good. How you? Thank you so much for giving us your time, boo. I know you. Are you visit. kidding me? It's a I big have deal. so much love for you. Surprised you asked him when you did. I was like, absolutely. Are you kidding? Are, are you kidding me? You know what? It's so funny that you say that because, okay, besides from knowing you since you were a little girl, I'm also a huge fan. So when the podcast, Courtney and I put like a wish list together and Courtney asked about you and I was like, I don't want to ask her to come on until we get like a good platform because I, I want her to be like on a good show. I don't want her just to girl. You playing. You could have asked me from day one. It could have been just us and my mama listening, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. How do y'all know each other? I got to know this. How do y'all know each other? Just growing up in this thing. 
Yeah, growing up in this community. It's about her mother. Everybody knows her mother is Chipfields. Chipfields yeah. is legendary. Legend. But she also is an um, amazing director. She used to be an acting coach. And yeah. she, like, she's done scripts. If there's a job on the set, Ms. Chipfields has worked it. Okay. <laughs> One of my she girls, sure has. She has. We always my... joke and say she's lived a thousand lives. I, I was looking at a picture a while ago and it was of my mom in a boxing ring with fur on holding the little card walking through the and I'm like, Who the hell are you, mama? Like I'm... who? Seriously? <laughs> Your mom, seriously, she's a chameleon, and I have watched her. Like, I've been lucky enough to have been directed by her. She has been my coach on set. Um, and that's one of my earliest memories of actually being able to really spend time with you. You were, you were like four. Yeah, I was, I was young. You were a baby in my dressing room while her mama was being my acting coach because I think she was like the script supervisor or something on the show that I worked on. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, Chip is the bomb. And I actually, can you tell your mom I love her? Because last time I saw her, I was getting my screaming child out of the car. I was a brand new mother with baby brain. And she turned around. <laughs> we were in a parking lot of Walmart. And she said, Cherry. I said, ma'am. And she was kind of <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, it's Chip, girl. And I said, oh, I left my baby. <laughs> you did not leave your baby in the car to go hug my mama. <laughs> I mean, my, my mom was in the car, but yes, I did. I left my baby. <laughs> you know what I'm and my, my baby was screaming. And when I for a minute, your mom looked at me and said, go get that screaming baby. I said, okay, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. So I never oh, got God. to like have a conversation with your mama. Can I inbox you a picture of my daughter? And so you could show her that this is the screaming ass baby that was in the car. Oh my God. Of course. You got her. <laughs> Thank she you. She will crack up. Oh, you know what? I'm going to let Courtney get to the interview because he got all the questions and stuff like that. But one thing that I have to say is one of the biggest compliments that has been paid to me on Instagram is about your mother. They really? Say that I remind them of Chip Fields. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I, can, I can actually see that. I see that more so than people saying, I look like my mother. Oh, you do? You because just... you, but you, do, you do actually favor my mother. So, yeah, I, that, I see that. It is one of the biggest compliments ever. They got those memes, like, which mama is you afraid of? <laughs> yeah. When she burnt Penny with the iron, and people be like, "Oh, that looked just like you. Is that you?" And I'd be like, "Man, that was the best Oh God, that's funny. Yes, I, I can definitely see that. That's a good one because I I hear that I look like a lot of people, and I'm like, "What?" But I that one I appreciate that you do. Especially right now, you should see what she has on right now. I mean, she really looks like your mom when on the scene on Good Times when your mom was. Trying to set up. She uh, got a scarf on her head. Yes, I right sure now. Do. I yeah. sure do. <laughs> and that was not done on purpose because we did other shows before. That's because I have a cold and I was not going to comb my hair today. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Shoot, we know what it's about. It's, it's all good. Before Courtney gets into TV, let me explain to you. My mama called me screaming and played me. I believe it was Tia opened up something in the valley. Chimera in Napa, yeah. 
I always mess it up. And you did all the interior. I don't watch TV, right, at all. So my mom uh-huh. was calling me, screaming, screaming. You kind of turned her on. Look what Alexis did. And I said, yeah. not to be funny, but she's good. Alexis, you got an eye, girl. So tell me about this whole, I don't even know what it's called, because that's like that fancy rich people stuff. <laughs> interior design it's funny that you say that because i i actually am trying to bridge the gap because interior design is definitely a luxury but it's been my hope that i can bring interior design to people who wouldn't normally be able to afford it um and bring luxury for a little bit less so i do me and tamara always joke about it because she's like girl you are the queen of the high low mix um buying pieces that are extremely affordable and then sprinkling in a couple that might be a little higher in um, to elevate people's space. But I started designing because of my mom. So many things in my life have actually um, been sparked by my mom. She always has taken such interest in our lives, not to, to benefit off of it or to make money off of it, but just to really keep us going. Um, and she's always encouraged us to to search our gifts, to search our heart and our passions. And my mom and I started watching all the shows on HGTV years ago. And I'm talking when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And um, even before HGTV got po- uh, popular, there was another network and this guy named Christopher Lowell that nobody probably knows, but me and my mom loved him. And so we would watch and watch and then all of a sudden I started doing little stuff around my house and driving my stepfather crazy. So he would come home and my room would be painted like metallic copper. And then <laughs> he'd come home the next day and his sofa would be in, you know, the kitchen or like, you know, I just do crazy stuff. And my mom and I kept getting in trouble because she was encouraging me and he'd come home like, where am I supposed to sit? What am I, y'all done moved everything around. I don't even know the house. Um, but they both ended up encouraging me so much and I just grew and grew in it and, um, and fell in love with creating spaces that make people feel like they can do anything. And so that, that's what that is. It's, I like creating warm spaces for people where they realize their potential by looking at the beautiful things around them. So that's, that's that. That's amazing. When you say bridging the gap with money, okay? So, you know, I'm a little hood. Talk to somebody <laughs> like me. <laughs> if I say, I don't have a budget to do my whole house, right? But right. standard size bedroom, how much is your basic service? Where does it start? Oh, that's a hard one. If I wanted to hire that's- you. You know, because because people like me, we black, you know what I'm saying? We got to know what we're getting into before we even dive into it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I will say, I won't say my service fee, but I will say my base budget. Like if I'm going into a space, right now I'm designing a hair salon boutique, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one room. And my budget for this space is $5,000. And that's a lot, oh. you know. It, it, I know Ooh. it's a lot when you <laughs> not. it's a like, lot when you think about it but let me put it in in context for you so if you're dealing with um a designer like I used to work for an interior designer and that's how I kind of got my my seat my legs my sea legs she um she her base budget 
for $50,000. That's what I was scared of. Yeah. So when you're dealing with, and then there's other designers who will do a base of like 25 grand. Um, So when you look at it, the reality of what it is, and then you come to my being willing to do it for $5,000, then that's just the budget for the materials and the furniture, everything I put in the room, then it makes a little more sense. I've done rooms before for $1,000. Do I like doing rooms for $1,000? No. Not particularly. (laughs) So what about you? How do you get paid? Like, that's I get paid. I I negotiate a fee. Most of the time, I don't do hourly because I really invest a lot of time into my client's spaces, and I treat it like it's my own. Um, So based on if the client's not in the space and I have, uh, and I have access, you know, 24 seven, I'll be there for 15 hours out of the day, you know? Um, So most of the time, based on our budget, we'll walk through, I'll talk with the client and then I'll um, present a base fee. uh, I mean, a fee for myself based on what needs to be done. And a lot of the time, you know, I've been very blessed um, and very fortunate. So a lot of the time I'm, I'm able to give a portion of my time. So you're getting more than you pay for. Um, and, you know, my husband is always laughing at me because he's like, you're not charging for this one, are you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, and oh, that no. it's just, it's my heart. And it's the, the way I was raised. My mom is the exact same way. Um, and when I can be a blessing to somebody, I'm going to do it. It's, it's not about, um, it's not about the, the money, of course, you know, we're all surviving out here, but like I said, I've been very blessed and, um, and my husband is, has been a blessing and just the stuff that I have done in my life. We're good. You know, So let's say somebody has about $7,500, right? You said 1700? No, 7,500. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. If they got $7,500, can they reach out to you to maybe redo a room or? They can reach out to me. Um, I am very, you know, and that's why I don't even, I don't uh, operate through a website because I'm very particular because it is uh, my creativity and I think you have to protect your gifts, you know. So I don't offer my services to everybody at this time. Ooh. I literally hand select who um who I'm going to work with and um it's all been word of mouth you know I've just continued to work based on my clients um uh, referring someone else so it's yes I would consider a $7,500 budget um all-inclusive but I really would have to meet with that person and vibe with them and make sure what I do is what they want and make sure their energy is something I want in my life Absolutely. Um, well, I, you know, I'm very protective. Because Cherry's World Podcast listeners are going to come back to me and be like, so how do I get the Alexis? Because I'm interested. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you all. Yeah, for, it's, it's easier. It's probably easier to reach out to me um, for acting than it is for interior design. I um, I mean, people DM me and sometimes I'll, I'll give a little bit of advice via DM. Um but people reach out to me on Instagram asking, and I'm like, I'm not offering my services at this time. Yeah, um, I can see, you know, I can see like somebody saying, "Hey, I got two hundred dollars. Can you fix my bathroom right. up?" Uh-huh. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> for real. And you know, 
And I kind of have to remind people, you know, and a lot of it, it frustrates me because we haven't had the opportunities to do a lot of stuff and we haven't had the exposure by no fault of our own necessarily. You know what I mean? We just, it, it's something that a lot of us, it's new. That's the idea of interior design. Most people have no idea what it costs, what it should look like, what, what the process is like. Um, so I just have to be protective of my energy in my space because there was a time when I wasn't and I was like, oh, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown up in here with these folks. Like, I'm not messing with this. <laughs> well, I had to ask because, okay, so this is clueless again, and this is a lot of America, I have to say, is like me. Uh-huh. I was watching the Kardashians, right? Because I was on bed rest when I had my baby. So I watched a little bit of TV, not something I don't really do. But I was watching uh-huh. Kardashians and I watched Courtney try to invoice Chloe. And the amount that she was invoicing was ridiculous from being her sister. And she was like, I'm your sister, but I wasn't going to just do your house for free. And I was like, good luck. Right. And they, that's interesting because they use, um, they use an interior designer um, named Martin Lawrence Bullard most of the time. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. I don't know that I I do work for my my sister. Um, I wouldn't even call it work. I I share um, love with my sister via design, and I've done you know spaces for my nephew and um, that I would never even think about charging them. I went up to Atlanta when they were living out there, and I hung out and I was like, just feed me because I'm not gonna stop to eat. And Aww. I'll take care of it, but Aww. you know, it's it's we're, we're a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I know Kim would have looked at you like you was crazy. She like, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if I would have asked her for something, of course she would have done it. But I just, I don't even think she would expect me to roll that way. That's just not. That's not the way the the fields roll. I mean, no shade yeah. to the Kardashians because I think they are doing their thing. Um, but right, just but the way that, crazy. yeah, yeah, the way that we roll, it ain't, it ain't that. But also, if you know, if we were billionaires, I might be like, run me my money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I have to say that I am extremely proud of the outside endeavor. You know, a lot of people don't even explore their other creative beings. And when my mama showed me that you did that, first of all, I love the twins. Yeah. that one day I pray yeah. I'll go after but to see what they were doing to see being involved with it and what you did for them I was I was utterly proud thank you I love I love Tamara I love Tia and Tamara but I, I see Tamara so much more um and I adore her and her family and I always tell her you know I do anything I, I did her dressing room for her um for the real and that's actually how we started our um our design connection and now it's just we have so much fun um that we're always looking for an opportunity to work together so yeah she gave me the best relationship advice that i've ever gotten from anybody she let me interview her a few years back when i worked for a different magazine and i asked her how do you keep your relationship strong what do i need to do she said girl have a short memory 
<laughs> and there's so seriously, Courtney's married too. Courtney, right. but now, now, now I can get that for a man because men are to, taught that all the time, have a short memory. But I don't know women that have short memories. <laughs> I actually have a terrible memory, but I remember what I want to remember. <laughs> So, I was on the other day and I was like, yep, she told me you have a short memory and I play it back in my head from time to time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh that's a that's a gift that she has there that we all aspire to to have. <laughs> really? Okay, go ahead, Courtney. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you get her now. Courtney's over here. Cherry knows I'm a fan of, you know, I, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. So, you know, you, both of you all are part of my childhood. So, you know, oh, I, I remember you. That's all. awesome. Yeah. So I always liked how you were, um, <laughs> well, I don't know what's, what's the right word to say, but the role you played on like Moesha and even. Oh, those, can we cuss? Yeah. Hey, hold on, Cherry, can we I cuss? I was the bitch. Yeah. I was good. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. Just saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's what. Yeah. But then on Keenan and Kel, you wasn't. Right. Right. So like, how was that? Like, that's that's some, that's some good acting right there. How you go from the the woman that or the girl that everybody hates. You played. <laughs> I think she's good. my alter ego. Yeah. I, you know, um, I never really thought about it. The the bouncing in and out of it. That character comes so easily to me and I'm the total opposite of her um but she's so much fun and I feel like I can say what everybody is thinking um mm-hmm. or I can say those forbidden things through her so I kind of you know would test the limits um but I enjoy I always enjoyed playing um playing characters that had a little sass and a little energy um and I knew even then, and we weren't as politically aware and we weren't, you know, not, everything didn't offend everybody the way that it does now. Um, but I understood that she, my character, that character only worked when there were strong Black women present that weren't that way. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Because I always wanted to make sure that I didn't create this stereotype. I knew that I was playing a caricature. And there are some women that are like that, but I put a little extra on it and it was okay because I had a Moesha to balance it. You know what I mean? Where her head was on straight and she, she wasn't at all that way. And, and Nisi, who is Char Jackson's character. So having Brandy and Char portraying um, strong women who, who weren't that way at all made it a lot easier for me to play. You know and what I mean? It was so real because I like I really thought in the back of my mind, I know, I mean, you got to remember I was 16, 15, 16. I really, <laughs> right. I really didn't think that they really liked you, like in real life. Yeah. Like, I really <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's funny because Brandy and I were so close that it, it was weird to people, I think, when they would see us together. You know what I mean? Because they wanted us to hate each other. Yeah. And that never could be the case um, between us. And it, it's just, it was a character. And she used to cheer me on, actually. Because um, I think that was the first time I was ever really able to full-fledged just let let her out, whoever she was. Um, and I was only supposed to do one episode of that show because Char 
had um, she had fallen, had an accident, and wasn't able to do the dance that she was supposed to do in a flashback um, Lucille Ball episode. And so I was called in to audition to play this character um, that was basically just, you know, keeping the storyline going since Char couldn't be there for that episode. And that turned into me being there for a couple seasons. Um, but I had so much fun and I was so encouraged by, by Brandy and, um, and the writers and producers. They just kind of let me go. Nice. Nice. Now you, now you come from, now for those that might be listening that don't know, your sister is Kim. With, uh, how, what is that like being in the house? I'm about to say Kim Whitley, Kim Field. What is it like <laughs> being in the house? Like, I know y'all are not probably that close in age, but like, what is that like? Um, like, did you like, did she like help groom you to, to in acting? Or? Kim was, Kim was, um, when I was growing up, you know, I was born when she was 12. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, she was off in college, you know, she was going to Pepperdine and um, was doing her own thing and wasn't really living um, in the house with us. What a lot of people don't know is when I was like mm, 18, I guess, 17, 18, I went and lived with Kim for a little while. Oh, okay. Um, And um, I was just trying to find my own voice as a young woman. And I was giving my mom problems, not like super major problems, but I just, I I had a strong personality and my mom has a strong personality. And so, um, so I stayed with Kimmy for a while and um, it, you don't think about it. You know, I think other people look at it like, wow, that's so awesome. You know, Kim Fields is your sister, Chip Fields is your mom. But you don't think about it when when you're in the family. That's just my mama and my sister, you wow. know. Um, Kim and I are very close. We, um, the way that we talk to one, other, one another, <laughs> we, um, we just get one another and we're very honest and open and we joke a lot and laugh all the time. Um, so, I mean, if I'm looking at it through that lens, I love being her sister. Um, but not for the reasons other people love that I'm her sister. You no, know? she's very sweet for the for the, you guys that, who haven't had the opportunity to meet her. I'm outside the family, and I always felt like the big sister vibe from her to me because she's very yeah. sweet. She's very, she's very the whole family is very sweet, loving, and down to earth. And you know what's really crazy that you say what other people think is I think because I when I was a kid I didn't realize the legendary behind Miss Chip. I just knew that if I was bad, Chip was going to beat me because she was like my mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Not, not, not with an iron. She didn't beat you with an iron. Did no, no. That's so Chip. funny. And my mom is so not that way. That's what's so funny because people are afraid of her. And I don't I don't even know if my mom ever gave me a spanking. That's I don't. Chip never hit but me. She could give you a look. Yes. Like we, we were afraid of her, but not but not really for any reason no. other than she was our mama. She was black mama. She just she was gonna whip my ass and then she was gonna tell my mama and then I was gonna get my ass whipped again. <laughs> that's how you know, that's how you feel as a kid. But then you, you grow up in social media, I think is what made me realize like Kim, like Kim's you know, I knew that 
I looked up to Kim. I, I did TV and I was like, oh, I could do what she does because that's the only person I yeah. had at that point yeah. to with Kim. So I knew that, but I, I think it took until I was like 30 to understand what famous was and people's histories and, and social media. And when, when they started saying, oh, you look like Chip Fields, I was like, wow, what a compliment. <laughs> like, do you know <laughs> Is and then it was like, Cherry, you know who that is. I knew her in a different way, so I, I was able to step back and watch you all from the outside instead of from the inside. And it gave me a newfound appreciation. I, I'm yeah. super, I am super proud. This is Cherry's World. Okay, hey, this is Jamie Foxworth, and I'm on Cherry's World podcast. Um, I don't know what to, what to tell y'all because this interview was kind of low key whack only because she kept asking me you know, how I feel about, you know, family matters and all. She was on there longer than me, so. And her little, her, her, her little sidekick, I don't, I mean, he seemed like he knew stuff about me, but he wasn't asking the right questions, so. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but y'all go ahead and check it out. It wasn't my favorite, so there you go. <laughs> Not to change the subject again, because I don't want to go back to TV, but Jamie Foxworth was just on our show, right? And we uh-huh. were talking about dating and what it is like to date when you grew up on TV. Now, Ugh. Alexis, I went through my booger with face. We were talking about how we dated ugly men because we thought they were going to be nicer to us. And yes. Alexis saw me out a couple of times with my booger with and cheated on me and had a baby and all that kind of stuff. But Alexis, <laughs> what was your dating experience like growing up on TV? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. I got to go back there, huh? Um, Just for a moment. I I was a a full mess, if I'm being totally honest. And if if people that are listening follow me on Instagram, they already know. I I like to be honest and (laughs) real about my life. I was was a a hot-ass mess. Um, I mean, I I was very, back then, um, I was very confident um in my sexy I don't even know if I fully understood what sexiness was but I knew that I exuded something and I knew that it was magnetic and and you're also on tv so you get attention that you know you might not get otherwise no groupies Um, is what she's saying and so (laughs) I mean and you know they're groupies aren't just people that are outside of the industry and you learn that very quickly when you're in the industry you know um, and I, I played on my, you know, my sexy, I, I definitely took advantage of it. Um, and I, I dated, I dated. As she should have. <laughs> I knew it was time for me to leave the club when I turned around and Alexis and a few others, her age walked in. I was like, why is my old ass still in here? that's how I feel now I (laughs) I went out the other day um well a couple weeks ago now I never go out but I went out and um it's funny because when when guys try to talk to me now I'm like oh bless your heart like you're so cute like (laughs) oh and it's it's a totally different experience and I'm looking around like these girls are in their 20s and my old behind is in here for what but I rarely go out it was just a a random moment where I hooked up with some friends and and we had a good time but yeah yeah it's um it's different 
out mm-hmm. there. But dating, I had fun. I'll just I'll put it that way. I had fun, but I had a lot of heartache and learned a lot of life lessons. The guys, um, oh sorry. No, go ahead. The guys, like for me, I like I, I like I like the way I actually liked the way you were on Moesha. So did do you ever find <laughs> like the way guys like they were looking for that girl? No, I think I was closer to her at that time. Um, oh, not, I wasn't a bitch, but I was very, I was just confident, you know? So I, I think that my confidence filled the gap, you know, if they were looking for her. Um, and who, I don't think they were disappointed by who they got. I'll say it like that. She was very outspoken and lively. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What she said. Guys were intimidated by me, if anything, because of the characters that I played. It. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, people would think I would be mean, so they wouldn't approach me, or they would be so timid as they approached me. And I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Like, talk. We good, <laughs> you know." So. What, what's the what's the what's the craziest way somebody ever approached you? Oh gosh. Sure, you answer too. Um, I want to know this. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know if I can think of anything right now. Um. It, it would probably be my husband. But go ahead, Sherry. What you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I always get the drunk guy in the club. So. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that I wasn't even counting that. That's kind of yeah. Hey, what did they say to you, Sherry? What the drunk guys say to you? you know, I just get the corny niggas, the one to be like, you know, hey, what you doing after this, mama? <laughs> yeah. What your, what's your <laughs> husband say to you to sweep you off your feet? That's a good. He. <laughs> He, um, we met in a weird way. We were at an event and he actually had somebody come up and talk to me. And I didn't know because I knew the person that came and talked to me, but, um, he asked me if I knew this guy named Kevin Jackson who worked at Adidas. And I'm like, no. And, um, he was like, oh, he's a guy you should know, you know, come on, let me introduce you to him industry wise. You guys should connect. And I'm like, okay. So he takes me over to him. And Kevin completely plays me. Like, what? he shakes my hand, like, hey, nice to meet you, and then turns away. And I'm like, what am I over here for? I'm mad. And then come to find out he had set it all up because he had been asking people if they knew me for a while. And finally, he saw me. Um, so he, you know, he set that up. And then we ended up, the place where we were, um, we were at the Neverland Ranch at Michael Jackson's house. And so we went and got on all the rides. And um, and the rest is history. But yeah, he he played me a little bit in the he beginning. Let me find out, cause girls always <laughs> end up liking the one that don't pay him no attention. He plotted. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he played me a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I I have a question but, for you. I need some mommy advice. So I was uh-huh. on Instagram the other day, right? And I saw your son was on there talking about how everybody was being mean to this little girl, but he wasn't going to be mean to <laughs> Yeah. Right before I saw this, I had my little girl to play place and the little boy punched her. He punched <sighs> her and she hit him back, which I didn't know at the time. She punched him, right? She Good came for to me her. Screaming. I mean, oh no. <laughs> yeah. She came to me screaming and crying. And I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, are you hurt? And she was like, no, but she wasn't talking. And her friend didn't want to tell on her, but she wanted to tell her mom what happened because we were really worried that my baby was hurt. My baby said, I think I killed him. I said, what? Oh, no. 
He punched me in my leg. I punched him in his heart. She takes time. So this eight-year-old little boy hit my five-year-old daughter and he hit her in the leg. She said it didn't really hurt, but it hurt her feelings. And she punched him in right. his heart. But after she punched him in his heart, she panicked because right. she didn't want to kill him. But I wanted oh, to kill him. Poor baby. So what are you doing different? Because this is the second time my daughter has been assaulted by a boy who's older than her. Just Listen, I first of all, congratulations to you because you're not in jail. Thank you. It so, was awesome. <laughs> I think that we all need to to stop and applaud that. Um I I don't even know I don't even have an answer for that. Because I think that um you know, and I'm a I'm I'm fairly new as a mom of a boy. My son is only five, but I talk to him all the time and he he actually did hit a little girl one time. She was pulling stuff from him and she, and he hit her and not, he didn't punch her, but he did like, you know, hit her. And that, I took that as an opportunity to really enforce the, you don't hit women, you cherish women, you are gentle. You know, if somebody hit mommy, would you, how would you feel about that? You know, trying to just explain it to him where he really, where it wasn't just words, don't hit a girl, don't hit a girl, but where it became personal for him and where he understood that he has to innately become a protector of women. You know what I mean? Um, and as he gets older, we'll kind of iron out what that actually means and how you stay away from certain types. But I'm just saying, as a young man, I if he hears the woman screaming, I want him to understand that he should go and find out what's going on. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's more on the mothers of boys and what, what we teach them about their interaction with women. And it's hard, you know? Um, and I know there are probably some times that I deserved as a woman to be punched in my mouth, <laughs> you know, right. with my mouth going off, but um, you know, you can't do that. Right. And I think, I think it's just, it's about what we, drill into our boys as they're growing up um and the examples that they see um but i don't i don't know what for you on your end i've never experienced that with my daughter um man i don't i don't know what i would do it's ridiculous she said he threw a ball at her like the little play balls cheese or whatever and Mm -hmm. she said threw a ball at her and she threw the ball back and she said she did hit him in the head and after she hit him in the head, he came and just socked her in the leg. And she said, oh, and she, went, she said she went on to play. And as they were climbing through this maze, he approached her again. And she said, when he approached her, he was bigger than me, mommy. She said, in the ball, she didn't know how big he was because they were all kind of sinking. Mm-hmm. But she said, he was bigger than me, mommy. And I punched him in his chest. She said, because he I- was like after her. She said she was like running through the maze and he was like coming after her. She said, I punched him in the chest and I thought I killed him. But I found him and what, what, the reason why I didn't go to jail, I went up to him and I found him before I found his mother. And I was screaming yeah. at him. I said, you want me to, and thank God there was like a net in between us because I couldn't reach out and touch him because he was on <laughs> the upper level when I was on like a trampoline, right? <laughs> and I said, you want me to come up there and punch you? And he was like, no, ma'am. I said, where's your mother? You want me to tell your mother? And he was like, no, ma'am. So I told him, you bring your butt down here and you go find your mother. I said, because you don't hit no girl. 
I don't know what they told you. And I can't tell you everything I said because I was pissed. But his <laughs> mother was very soft-spoken. She was very, I'm so sorry. My son is 100% wrong. He should never hit a girl. And I said, you know, to be fair, my daughter punched him in his chest. And his mother said, as she should have. He deserved it. <laughs> right. I was ready to fight his mama. But how you want to fight somebody's right. mama who's so common? Very soft-spoken. She knew he was wrong. And she got him right. and got coat and got out of there, you know. But I just, I don't know, man. It's been twice. I don't know if it happens again, how I'm going to react. I might go to jail. That's a, yeah, that's a lot. I, I honestly don't have the answers because Auntie Lex would have been, like, <laughs> pulling out the Vaseline and taking my earrings off. Like, it would have been an episode of The Oval up in there. Like, we would have just had to go to blows. I don't know. It is bad. But I just loved it because it was like right after, you know, and I had said something on Facebook and I had all these mothers saying, I teach my son, it's okay to defend himself. It's okay to hit girls. I understand, you know, if they get hit, you are supposed to defend yourself. But no mothers, no, I teach, like, it was very rare where mama's on there saying, I don't teach my sons not to hit women. And I was like, this is what's wrong. Women are the biggest in men who do wrong. Yeah. I saw your baby and I was like, oh my God, thank you. A mama who gets it. Yeah. And he has his, his challenges and his issues. And we talk about them. I, I just, I try to talk to my kids and again, I don't know if I'm doing it a hundred percent right. You know, I'm learning as we go. And I, I say to my mom now, I'm, I laugh because I'm like, oh, you didn't know what you were talking about. You were guessing half the time, huh? And she's like, yeah, girl. <laughs> like, you realize that you're really trying to figure it out as you go. Um, well, from the outside, I think you, you're doing a beautiful job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank hey, you, Alexis, Alexis, I'm in yes, kind, of, kind of the same situation because I got a, um, I got two sons, seven, five, seven and five, and then my daughter is nine. So okay. my middle child, my son, middle child, stay right there, middle child, right? He does not understand. Well, I ain't gonna say he doesn't understand. He he's confused because like his sister hit, and the punish. I wouldn't punish her the same way I punish him. So he asked, right. and so I, I, I'm trying to because he asked me these questions. He's like, so girls get to just do whatever they want to do, and boys don't. Oh. And so mm. I'm trying to explain to him, no, and I'm doing the same thing you do, like saying, no, you got to protect. You're here to protect. Because what if right. someone does that to yourself? So I, I, I'm glad to hear that you, um, that, you, uh, that you said the same thing with your, with your son. But I want to ask y'all a question about um, Gabrielle Union. Did y'all see what uh, they took that picture? Yes. With? How do y'all feel about that? With the, the Thanksgiving picture that they took and then the heat that they, the negative. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. What happened with that? I thought you were talking about the hair situation. Me too. I don't, I don't know about no Thanksgiving picture. They, um, her and her husband and their son, and I don't know what, what is. Oh, with his nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody. I think it's nobody's business but that family. I think it's, and I grew up at a different time when it wasn't considered okay, right? So I'm, I'm talking from the standpoint of a young woman who grew up where everybody was saying, no, 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 you can't be you, whoever you are, you know? And I think it's a beautiful thing that they're allowing their son to express himself in whatever ways are true to him. 
And you can't, in my opinion, um, stifling who someone really is only makes you create a, a monster when you do that, or you create someone who is extremely delicate and hurt. It can only go one way. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to allow people to be who they are. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't bother you. It has nothing to do with you. Let that boy enjoy his life. Let him wear his nails, which were looking fly, by the way. Okay. Can I, can I, can I, <laughs> I just want to look it up right now because I had no clue what you were talking about, but I'm like, what is wrong with his? Can I ask you, ladies, <laughs> as mothers? Yeah. Okay. If you see your son, and let's just say he's playing around, and then he just happens just to walk in one of y'all high heels, do in this? Do right. You tell, do you tell him no, boys don't do that, or do you just say in this day and age, just if that's what you want to do? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest as a black mom for what the yep. the evolution of that for me, right? Okay. At first, it was like no, yeah. At first, it was like you don't do that, or that's for girls, right? right. Now, and my husband, he still, you know, will say stuff, and I'll be like, babe, we can't do that. We can't say that to him, you know. Um, and so we're trying to navigate through through that, and he he hasn't shown anything, but just like if there's um. Oh, I remember on social media, someone made a comment because my son had a kitchen in his um, play area. And I was like, what do you like? What do you mean that's girly? What does that mean? Right. What does that mean? And it was out of context because honestly, the, the chefs, the, the food industry is dominated by male chefs. So it's just dumb to even, you know, say it like that. But it, um, it just made me realize, like, we, we're so conditioned to be a certain way that we are limiting the, the freedom and the, um, the personalities of the generation that's to come. And how are they supposed to express themselves through art? How are they supposed to create and shape the world if they're hiding in a, in a box? You know what I mean? How, how do they how do they keep this thing going and elevate this thing if they can't even be true to who they are? So I think we're doing a disservice to ourselves really by um, limiting. Those are the same men on social media who write me talking about what you cooking or can you cook. I'd be like, right. I don't get out of my inbox because you ain't never coming to my house to eat nothing I would cook anyway. So <laughs> but I, I do think having a kitchen is, is different than, you know, uh, I mean, uh, don't we don't we supposed to teach a two or three year old, you know, right from wrong or just say. But there is no right from wrong. What's wrong is if you put on my $1,500 heels and you scraping them on the ground. So you right, that's wrong. Baby, you better walk. That's what I'm I saying. Think, <laughs> I think that the definition of right and wrong is, um, as we know it, is shifting. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't think that what we were taught was right. I think that we were taught out of fear. Um, and I think, and I'm talking about, I'm not saying just our, our parents. I'm saying the generation that raised us. I think they were afraid. Um, and so I feel like that the definition of right and wrong, is, is it, if my son is walking around in heels, will I feel some kind of way about it? 
a thousand percent on the inside, if I'm being real, probably I'll have that little moment, that old person that jumps up based on how I was raised and what I was taught, right? Like, wait a minute, no, what does that mean? What does that say? But then me understanding what that really means, I have to talk myself down and go, wait a minute, you ain't right. You are out of order. Yes. So I think it's just it a shifting of, huh? It might not mean nothing. It might mean if you wanted to put on some stilts and see what it would be like to be tall. That's all it might mean. Right. But as right. adults, you do this stuff too much. How does right. Your, how does and your, it how could mean something else. How you, you say your husband huh? feels What do you say your husband do? My, hu- my husband, you know, the way that he was raised, he's, he's a little bit older. My husband's almost 50. So um, they're, we're both trying to undo the stuff that we, we learned. And that's why, you know, when you heard the stuff about like Kevin Hart, saying what he said it's like people let people grow and evolve and change because we're all trying to undo some things that we learned you know and I don't think that that makes I think that we should have the space to evolve and change and take credit take ownership of those actions and then say I'm flipping that because I recognize that that was not okay um, but society today, everybody is so quick to just cancel you and throw you under a bus. And it's like, well, wait, I gotta, I'm saying I need to change and I'm working actively at changing. Give me a second, you know? Um, but I think that there are a lot of young men and young women. I, we can't, you know, just put it on young men who are experimenting, but the young women also who are trying to find themselves and feel a certain way and are told they can't. Um, I think that we have to create safe spaces for them to explore and experiment and be who they are, because I think that they will bless the world later as healthy individuals um, when we give them that space. Beautifully said. This is Cherry's World. Saria here, Chief Green Alchemist at Going to Natural. Do you know it takes less than 30 seconds for your skin products to enter your bloodstream? Yeah, so knowing what's in them, super important. We know you want what's best for you and your family. And here at Going to Natural, so do we. We care about the environment, we care about the animals, and most importantly, we care about you. We offer free support for your healthy journey and love providing affordable, all-natural products that are responsibly sourced, cruelty-free, luxurious, and always made with love. We're not just a shop. We're a community, and we'd love to have you. Browse our collection of plant-based skincare products and natural tips and tricks at shop.goingtonatural.com. That's shop.going, the number two, natural.com. A conscious brand for a conscious community. Use code LOVEEARTH for 15% off your first order. Hey folks, this is your real estate agent slash investor, Andre Key, and I'm with Central Metro Realty, serving Central Texas, but I can also work in all 50 states, including Canada, helping you with your real estate issues and concerns, whether you're a buyer, seller, investor, wholesaler, flipper, come to me with your real estate concerns. We definitely have the key. You can find me at keyofaustinhomes.com or Andre Key, Texas real estate agent on Facebook or Team Key underscore TX on Instagram. Or just give me a call at 512-815-3539. Again, that's 512-815-3539. Andre Key, real estate agent, investor, reach out to me. 
She is the last name, no gimmick. I just happen to be in real estate and I have the solutions for you. 2020, right around the corner, Alexis. Oh, shit. <laughs> what are your goals? What will. What oh. you <laughs> I thought you were about to ask me about elections and stuff. I'm like, listen. I'm just going to scream. Uh, Anybody but Trump. Anybody but Trump. But. um. <laughs> I, I don't even know about that, but yeah, what what's my what? I'm sorry. What are your goals? What what's going on? What are we, what are we looking for? My at? goals, you know, I I have um I have a very strong faith walk going right now, and I said um, a couple of years ago, I I text, oh no, a year ago, I um, I tweeted that I had a feeling I was going to be on a series in the next couple of years. And I booked um, Leslie Odom's pilot and we did that. And that kind of happened out of nowhere. And so I still am holding strong to that faith walk that I will be um, back on TV regularly this year and just putting in the work to prepare for that. Um, is, that is that the untitled project that you did with Kerry Washington? That is. That is. Oh, it was. Um, super. Yeah. Fun. That was so excited uh -huh. i said i'm so super proud and so excited for you what was it like working with carrie oh my god i was so in awe that i i couldn't even really talk to her and and she was so loving and so we had a um we had a dinner and she came and sat next to me and was just talking to me and i'm like you don't even know i didn't say it but i'm like you're my hero i'm oh. i'm talking to and she'll never truly understand what she did for me because even just the, the structure of our faces and our mouths. And I, I literally felt like I was seeing myself on TV for the first time when I had been on TV already, you know, right, right. but I, it was like, I, I felt beautiful and I felt seen and I felt powerful watching her. Um, and so to be, from the moment I met her, I actually met her on my birthday. Um, I went in to do uh, a chemistry read and it was the first time I met her and I walked into her office and she was just sitting on the floor in her office and super playful and, and smiling and talkative. And I was just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, that was me. I'm not, I'm not a person that gets starstruck or cares, you know, but I, I had a moment. I would say that's the closest to starstruck I've ever been. That is amazing. When I saw that, you know, because I, I, I don't watch TV, so I had to go do a little bit of research. And I was like, my girl did that. Like, I just got so proud. That's so <laughs> we did not get picked up, but oh. it was, yeah, we didn't get picked up. But it was such an experience. And for me, that was my first thing back. That was my first audition. That was everything, you know. Um, Amazing. And so for me, it just solidified that this is what this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, um, design is a major part of me and a part of my expression, but so is acting and entertaining people. So for me, it gave me that confidence back. And for people who don't understand, I'm gonna let you talk, Courtney. I'm so sorry, but she said it was my first audition back. You get one audition out of a hundred. That's statistically what they say. So that was one in a million, maybe. You got some more in you. That means you still got it. 
Yeah, it was God was God was moving because it, it, it happened in a way where I, I couldn't take any. Well, I wouldn't take credit for it anyway, but I, I absolutely couldn't even think of taking credit because the way it was orchestrated, God's hand was all on it. So it was like you just have to you just have to be grateful and say, oh, OK, I see you, God, because after that, I didn't go on an audition for months. And then I went on one audition. And that was for All American, and I got that. And I was like, "This is." I realized that sometimes God will do something extraordinary and out of the ordinary to get your attention and, you know, shake you. <laughs> like, come on, what are you doing? And I was ignoring this part of me because I was afraid. Oh. I was insecure, and I felt like the industry um, had. Um, I felt like it had taken something from me. I felt like my childhood, you know, I, I put too much on it. And uh, so I was afraid. I was afraid. I didn't like the rejection that I started experiencing as I got older because I wasn't used to that. And so I ran and I hid. And that was the worst thing I could have done. But thank God I'm a person who owns my shit. <laughs> oh, can I say that? And the same people are going to yeah. be like, I used to say thank God and then cuss in the same sentence. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But thank God I'm a person who owns my my issues. Um, so I was able to grow from all of it and use it as, as stepping stones. So I'm just grateful for another opportunity. Um, and I was able to, that love was rekindled. As soon as I started auditioning and then when I walked on set, I was like, oh my God, I'm home. Yes. I'm home. Yes. I went in my dressing room and just cried. Yes. Like, Oh my gosh. Alexis, I totally understand that. I, I don't know if I've told you, I'll, I'll tell you off uh, the show, but two years ago, I ran away and I moved away from California because I felt like I was suffocating, right? Uh, yeah. And everybody was saying, well, if you move, how are you going to work? I did not move to an Atlanta. I am not in New York, you know? And they were like, you know, how are you going to work? And I said, all anybody talks to me about is the industry. <laughs> yeah. It gets old, it gets tired. I just want to raise my baby, I want to be mom, and I want to live. And I didn't feel like I was doing that. And it's funny how when you step away, you spend a little time, God calls you right back to where you're supposed to be. So yeah. that, that moment that you're saying when you're like, oh my God, I'm home. They flew me in, I was doing, like whoever thought I would come back and do Punky, I walked onto the sound stage. And I looked at the set and I bust out crying in front of everybody. So at least you went. <laughs> Girl, I feel that though. <laughs> and it was like, and thank God, because for a moment, even though I had just worked, I just did a film in June, but it was different. Yeah. And, and totally different, you know? But I walked back on the set and I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yep. I had the aha revolution, thank God moment. So I'm glad I'm, I'm not the only one that boohooed and cried. <laughs> but I understand. I understand. It's real. It's, it's one yeah. of the hardest things you'll ever be in in your life because everybody, like, they own a piece of you. And that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. The people watch you grow. I mean, you, you know, you know, no. But people watch you grow up and they feel like um, their their voice is louder than yours about what you should and shouldn't be doing. 
Um, and if you're not acting, people will make you feel like a failure because yeah. that's the only lens they can see you through. Um, and they don't, you know, that's it. It's unfortunate that you can't, in some people's eyes, you can't go and do anything else and be considered successful or just be considered at peace and happy. Um, it's like your life is in ruins if you're not, if you're not doing not this thing. Constantly. Yeah. Sometimes you just, it's nice that you guys feel a part of our lives and we appreciate the fact that you love our careers and we meant something to you, but sometimes we want to own ourselves too. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just want to walk in the grocery store and pick the good apples. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I know it sounds. Yeah. Courtney, do you have anything else for her before we let her go back and be mommy? Uh, well, my question probably be too long and complicated because I'm I, I really didn't understand. Um, well, because I'm like I'm not in part of Hollywood, so I don't I didn't understand. So you telling me a a, a pilot show starring Carrie Washington and yourself didn't get picked up? I, I don't get that. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie wasn't starring in it. She was um, one of the executive producers, and Fred Savage was one of our executive producers and director. Um, and Leslie Odom Jr. was, uh, who was from Hamilton, he was our star and executive producer. Um, and yeah, it happens, you know, it's, um, it's a very competitive industry. There's only so many slots and it, there's a lot of things that have to align for, um, a pilot to be picked up, um, and ordered to series. And, it just, it didn't happen this time, but it was such a joy and a pleasure to go to work every day and learn from Carrie and learn from Leslie and learn from Kelly Jenrette, who was our, our other star. Um, it, it just, it was a joy. The way that all of us came together and created this environment of love and family, it was, um, it was necessary, I think for for our lives and where our journeys are going we may not know why <laughs> but i feel like it was necessary it it planted something in each of us that was that was there and a part of it absolutely thank you so much you got something else? last question last question this, this is for both uh -huh. of you, for both of you guys i just heard that uh there's a rumor that moesha might be rebooted uh-huh, I just saw that too. Yeah, so how do you feel? We, yeah, I just we heard what you heard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know um I don't know anything about it. I'm I'm happy for everyone involved. Um I think that Brandy is such a gifted soul. Um and so it'll be nice to to see her doing her thing and reprise that role that so many of us grew up with um, yeah if, if it's real i say congratulations but like i heard family members was coming back for the past three years <laughs> so, you, you said you heard who was coming back family matters for the past three years and oh. that doesn't mean if they came back that doesn't mean i would be invited back but what i'm saying is just because we heard something don't mean it's back. so yeah if, i saw that i saw that brandy said that it um she was she was uh, confirming that they were going to bring it back. Um, I don't. I don't have any details on it. You know, I can't share any good behind the scenes details. I actually just saw that this morning. 
Okay. Um, so, or not this morning, maybe this afternoon, but yeah, so, um, that, that would be great for everyone, um, for everyone involved. I agree. Alexis, thank you so much for being here. I love you. It was a joy. This was such an honor for me to be. For me too. To talk to you. Both of you all at the same time, like you guys don't like. I'm I'm a kid from Chicago, and I watched both of you all. And you would, if you told me at 15 and 95 that I would actually be interviewing you and talking with Chair Ed. Nah, I'll just be like, nah, I'm smoking weed again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Well, it was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. I enjoyed this conversation. I'm actually in my client's uh, salon right now, just pacing around. Oh my God, I'm I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? (laughs) No, no, no. Don't be sorry. It's it's a good thing. It was nice to to be able to talk about... um, my other love and my other passion. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thanks for having me. Can I I tell you a 30 second story real quick before you go? Yeah, of course. My my wife went to this, um, this thing in Chicago, like years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And Kim was there, uh, Lorenz Tate, a whole bunch of people was there. And and Kim was giving hugs and taking pictures before cell phones so taking real pictures and stuff. And I just remember my sister-in-law, (laughs) <laughs> put our hands on Kim to get a uh, uh to take a picture. Oh Lord. And Kim said, Girl, your hands is too cold. <laughs> and, and so my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law thought she was just joking. And she put her arms on her again. She said, Girl, I just told you your hands is too cold. <laughs> so they had to take a picture. Like, it was just funny. I didn't think about that. She does not play about stuff like that. <laughs> like especially we always get her and like touch her neck. And she immediately is like a turtle. Like she scrunches down. She's really sensitive to people touching her. It's not a joke. Like <laughs> she really, it's funny to me. I would have been laughing. I wish I would have been there because I would have been laughing. I was laughing. But that's great. Yeah. That's great. That's hilarious. So dope to talk to you. It was awesome to talk to you and meet you and. Sherry, thank you for having me. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Thank you so much for being here. I was actually nervous to ask you. Like, I just wanted to make sure that we had a good platform and everything before I asked you to come and join us. Girl, please. No, it's never like that. It is. It's Aww. never like that. We're, we're all out here building together. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to be of service in any way that I can. So. Oh, thank you so much, Alexis. That means everything in the world. And I am so, you are gorgeous. You've always been gorgeous, but just like I sometimes I'm like scrolling and I see you on my timeline and I'm like, look at my baby. My baby is gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you. I will give part of that to the filters that, uh, (laughs) Snapchat and Instagram have shared with us. No, that's not. I cannot take total credit. Hey, and tell your husband I'm, I'm I'm a work in progress just like him. I'm me and him both working at this together, trying to. You know, oh yeah. I'm old school, so I'm yeah. trying to get into. Yeah, so. a lot of us are, and I think that it's just important that we continue to have the conversations and that we really consider the um, the heart on the other end of that conversation. Right. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we look at we were taught to look at. Um, homosexuality as a spirit, right? When we were growing up. So 
it was like this thing, this horrible thing that jumps on you and takes over your life. And, you know, and we weren't, we weren't sensitive and understanding to the actual person that is on the other side of those horrible things we were saying and being taught, you know what I mean? And so when we understand that whether someone likes a woman, whether someone likes a man, whatever, or both, they, they are still just as much human as we are with every right to love and cry and bleed and laugh and whatever as we are. And it's not our right to de- determine their, their fate and their life. It's not our right. And we just have to undo the teaching, you know, and it's slowly but surely and it's harder. It's easier said than done. But we have to we have to deprogram. So, you know, I I do. I'm not you know, I'm not here to sit and knock you and be like, why are you? You know, I I get it. It, We've been taught something else you know, but I'll tell you who else was taught something else. And we don't, you know, we can't give them the, the leeway to learn uh, racist. Right. Real talk. Oh, Real oh. Talk. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people who will listen and say, well, that's different. Yeah. Um, because people think that, you know, you're born black, but you're not born gay. So <laughs> people have different arguments for different things, but I'm just saying we, there, people were taught to hate Right. Us. They were taught to hate us and they were taught that we were less than. And so I can't have, I can't look at somebody coming up today and be like, oh, it's okay that you're racist because your mama was racist. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you got to do better. Right. You, you have to do better and you have to change up. So it's on us. It's on us to take the responsibility to, to shift our thinking and be understanding. You might not like it. It might not be for you, but nobody's asking you to go and participate in certain activities that make you uncomfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this isn't just about sex. And I think so often we place people's, um, we, you know, who, who people love, we put it on. If you're gay, it's sex. It's, you know, I don't understand that sex. This isn't, it's not just about the physical aspect of it. This is people's lives and their hearts um, that we're talking about. So, yeah, Cherry just explained just, that to me like a couple of weeks ago. She was explaining that to me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so about it's And I had one of my friends on who happens to be gay, and we had that whole conversation. Yep. It's, um, it's necessary. Like I said, the conversations, and um, us actually humanizing people and not putting them in a category that makes them um, less than or so different when we just understand the humanity underneath all of it, no matter what we choose to do or who we choose to be with, um, I think that we'll, we'll, have, we'll be kinder to one another just all across the board. So, right. yeah. Right. I'm over here grinning so hard because not only is my baby gorgeous, but my baby intelligent too. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. I'm still learning and growing. This the world is different that we live in, and I'm learning so much, um, and and having to undo a lot myself. So we're all works in progress. Absolutely, we all are. Thank you so much for coming. I'm bugging yeah. you next year. Um, I'm, I'm honored, seriously, to have you on the show. As am I. 
Thank you for never, you've been consistently lovable and down to earth from day one. Thank you for never changing. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. I, I appreciate that. That means more to me than anything. So thank you. Thank you, Booski. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome to Cherry's World. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.